All of the opinions expressed in this podcast are often based on our memories, none of which are representative of Ashbrook High School or Gaston County Schools. Thank you. What do you do, Green Wave? Hey, I'm Andrew Collins. And I'm Trip Griffin. Uh, we'd like to thank uh, Caleb Davis for letting us use his music. You can find uh, a lot of his music on his website, calebdavismusic.com. He is an Ashbrook alum, very talented musician, and uh, we do appreciate him letting us use his, his music. We have two very, very special guests with us here today, and I'm going to let them introduce themselves. Uh, Lloyd White, former athletic director, and Trip McGill, uh, former choral director. And these guests were chosen for a specific reason. Today we're going to be talking about Ashbrook traditions, and we're really just going to have a conversation about some of the things that makes uh, being a Green Wave special. But I wanted to start, did you guys get to listen to the first episode? Yes. yes. Yeah, very good. Okay. Yeah, yeah. What were your thoughts about that? We got some feedback from some listeners. I'm just curious to see what you guys. Well, I, I thought it was great, especially to hear the other names. I mean, when you get these names that maybe you hadn't thought about in a long time, yeah, that's that's pretty cool. And I'm sure that's that way for a lot of people. You know, I see Larry Rhodes all the time, so that wasn't any kind of big, you know. But I thought it was neat. I mean, if you're trying to connect with Ashbrook again, that, that was a good way to do it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree. It was uh, it was nice hearing those names, and and uh, I think that those alumni out there are going to really appreciate appreciate this as it goes along. Oh, very cool. I, we've told everybody that this is a very uh, niche podcast, and if you <laughs> are not an Ashbrook person, you might not like it. As a matter of fact, I think my wife was our biggest detractor. She said, "In quote, that was so boring," <laughs> <laughs> but she has nothing to do with Ashbrook. Yeah, and you know, so she wouldn't so get it. She did right. not care if we were green wave or no, green wave not or green waves. Bit. It didn't matter to her at all. And uh, I guess the other was uh, Miss Gazaskas because she said, hey, I listened to the podcast. Oh, yeah, what'd you think? It was so boring. I have to hear that stuff all the time from him anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fortunately, my wife is a graduate of Ashbrook. So when she listened to it, she went, oh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, one of the things we're trying to do, like in the show notes, is put down the names of people. If a name is dropped, like in the episode, we try to make sure that it's listed in the show notes to to kind of connect some people. And that's one cool thing about you guys is you bridge the gap from, I know you guys were here with several of the original staff members. I know Randy Lowe was here and he was an original staff member when I taught here. And, you know, so... I bridged the gap with one person, but you guys were here for so long with so many teachers. Yeah, when I was hired in '85, I was the I was the newest person on staff by a long time. In fact, they told me I had no way you were getting on the staff here. Uh, I mean, I was coming from the mountains and coming back to Gastonia and, and wanted to teach at Ashbrook. And the people at the county office said, "No way." She said, "There's a line out the door of teachers waiting to get on Ashbrook staff," and somehow by Hook or crook, I think Ms. <laughs> I think Ms. Jenkins, who was the assistant, was the principal at Holbrook at the time, ended up being principal here. Um, she figured out a way for me instead of splitting a half day with Holbrook and Ashbrook, she figured out a way for Armand Mando to get me full time. So when I walked into the central office with my note to hire, the people in there went. How in the world did you do that? <laughs> but everybody here had been here for a long time when yeah. I, when I got here. Very I mean, little turnover. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. When, when I came in, I, I was I was actually hired at Holbrook in the fall of 1982, and um, 
So I began teaching here in the fall of 1988, but I was affiliated with Ashford just because of being in the feeder program and uh, played as the accompanist for the Ashford chorus, even teaching while I was at North Gaston and at, at Holbrook. But um, the, um, he, he, he was Mr. Sadler then, um, your principal. Yeah, um, um, he was my Dr. principal. Sadler ended up being Dr. Sadler and superintendent. He's the one that hired me because of a, a, a trip to Europe that I uh, chaperoned with Ashbrook on the first trip to Europe in 1987. And I ended up being the one checking rooms with him. And uh, he told me at the end of that trip, at the end of next year, if we have enough students in the choral program that warrants having uh, another a second choral person, then that's going to happen. And it did. And I didn't so, realize there were two. Yes, Becky, Becky I, Ryan I was, was here. Ha- my first year, six years, I was half day at Holbrook and half day here. Uh, and uh, so I traveled back and forth. But, so you were here from 88 until? Uh, until 2018. 2018. And Lloyd? You were, I was here from 85 to 2010. Okay. So a good chunk of time. A lot of changes in those, in oh, yeah. those years. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, all those principals on the wall, yeah, in the, in the principals' yep. conference room. Uh, Armin hired me his last day. The next day he retired. Yeah, and and so I always joke that he knew what was coming. He thought, <laughs> "I got to get out of here." His vengeance. I, I just hired a real dude. <laughs> okay, I did want to talk a little bit about before we start on the traditions. Did you have anything to, about the Green Wave? Did, did that surprise you? Or I mean, Gazaskas had done the research and the mm-hmm. sit. The SIT team uh, voted to approve it, and uh, we've we've kind of caught some uh, uh, we've kind of caught some flack because they're having to change some things around here. Like almost all of our staff shirts have Green Wave one word, one word. in there. Uh, they've had to do a new um, what they call the proof, I guess the embroidery proof. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think on the even at the stadium. They're going to have to repeat. We, we kind of already knew that. I think we were involved in talking to Jeff uh, a few years ago and even went back to the 1974 yearbook and looked at what was on the wall in the gym. And I mean, that that's what it was originally. Yeah. So we kind of. And, and it was kind of strange, too, because as 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 this thing kind of moved and morphed, you found you could find all one word. In places, right? You could find the S added in some places, right? You could find two words in some places, and they were all within the context of the same calendar year. Yes, it was, yes. It was really sometimes in the same article. I mean, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the gazette. Uh, the gazette's always been pretty good about it, though. Really well, and their sports articles, they yeah, are. They're, they're very, pretty good. They're very two words, singular. Okay, so one of the things that was brought up on the last episode was the origins of the green wave not i mean and what was said was uh miss uh mr gazaskas had talked to miss rhodes and she had suggested that she had always heard that it was a green a field of grass outside of ashley and when the wind would blow it would look like the grass was waving and we've got several comments about that like oh yeah that makes sense and other people like yeah i don't think so um do you guys have any idea? I, it's a beautiful story, and all it uh, all it lacks is a nice tree and some shade. You want to keep it then? Uh, you know, <laughs> we I, can make it. I so think, right now, I think you can keep it, but I really think that it goes back to into the 1920s because uh, Ash, the Gastonia High School 
was the green wave. And were they? We were, were we were debating that. That was there was a writer writing for the paper then that was talking about the high school football team that seemed to roll over their opponent like a green wave because they had okay. the bright green. And I think that's where green wave started. So kind of somewhere in between the two. Some, <laughs> somewhere, somewhere in the 20s, the, the name that they either had or was changed. But that's... That's something I think I've seen in print before. I don't know where. Remember, I'm old. Now, you I have missed, some research to I do missed now. yesterday because <laughs> I forgot. We won't talk about that. No. We, we put it up on Twitter about that. Um. <laughs> we had some voicemails from some of our listeners, and one of these voicemails, um, there was a lady that asked about, they said, she said, okay, now that we've got that straight, what are we going to do about this? Uh, these colors for Ashbrook? You know, uh, what are the I can, official? I colors? can almost bet I know who. This no, I'm is. sure you do. I've talked <laughs> I to uh, I talked to Jake Eccles, and uh, he said, "Was it so and so?" I said, "Yeah." How'd you know? She said, "I just know." <laughs> she's on a mission. <laughs> yes, yes. She's Been a, on a mission. Big yeah. fan of Kelly Green. Yes. Big fan of Kelly Green, and I and I have, you know, and I know that's we're doing tradition today. That's tradition that it's Kelly Green. Unfortunately, Kelly Green today is not Kelly Green when the school was established. Right. Kelly Green back then was kind of this really darker, vibrant green. You go to any clothing place now and ask for Kelly Green, and you're you're going to get some optic, yellowish, yeah. bright thing that that looks terrible. Yeah. And Kelly Green used to be a standard color. In everybody's color patterns. Now, if you go Kelly, it's a special order. With when you're dealing with uniforms, you're paying two to three times more for the same uniform when you go Kelly. And it's just yeah. sometimes it's about bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we um, I, I thought it was interesting to hear people's comments about uh, the the Green Wave uh, debate and about you know, colors and whatever else they got out of the podcast. Um, one of the things that we're really interested in and has been really cool for us to see is uh, we're hosted, the podcast is hosted on Anchor FM. And because of that, we get these free analytics where they break down how many people are listening to the podcast. And we were really very pleased with the number of listeners that we got for this first episode. And we hope it continues to grow and more and more people will listen to it and find some uh, value in it, you know, be able to learn some things. I mean, I learned a ton last time, and uh, and I know I'm about to learn quite a bit more. But it also tells you where people are listening, and that's one of the things I found most interesting. Um, we have listeners from uh, North Carolina, of course. Uh, we had a listener or two listeners maybe in Chicago. We had a listener in Salt Lake City, Utah. Um, somewhere in South Carolina. Do you remember where that was? The South Carolina won't give you the city. It's okay. real weird. There's one in Georgia. Oh, no, that's not right. I'm sorry. There's one in Georgia that doesn't give it to you. South Carolina uh, is Clover. That Clover, was, South that Carolina. That was Alessandro in Utah. Or Ashley. Or Ashley. Yep. Ashley Berber. Yep. Yeah. I talked to Alessandro a couple of weeks ago, and he had, he had mentioned it. Oh, oh cool. cool. So he had seen it on Facebook. Mystery solved, because we were wondering. <laughs> and I'm, we were I'm wondering, wondering if Chicago is Marie McKay. 
Probably. She's back up there. And yes. There's one in Wisconsin. And we have one in Wisconsin. I, I thought think that was maybe cool. Susan DeRocher. But but also tells us that all yes. of our listeners have come from planet Earth. Yeah. And it does give you analytics for all <laughs> yeah. nine planets. That's where it starts. <laughs> That's a really good thing. <laughs> it if you want it to continue, it <laughs> yeah. needs to stay there. Yes. <laughs> I did email NASA to see if they would give us a hit from the ISS to see if it would branch us out a little bit. I haven't gotten a response yet, but. We get it. <laughs> well, you did get a response, and it said they'll get back to you in... Well, no, that's their standard. Seven, seven to light ten years. Seven to ten days. Seven to ten days. Yeah. To get an email response, not anything else. But we're really pleased with the number of listeners, and um, we're really excited about the feedback that, that we've gotten. And uh, I want everybody to know that we know this is not for everybody, um, but we do um, look forward to bringing this to the Ashbrook people. So today we're going to talk about traditions at Ashbrook. And I, I kind of phrase this as a question. Um, what makes being a green wave special? I mean, we, we've heard it. I mean, you guys were here for a long time. I've been involved in this community for 25 years. Trips went to school here and yeah. has been teaching here for 25, yes, 26, yeah. uh, 26 years almost. And, um, you know, so what makes it special? Uh, what, what makes being a green wave special? And one of those things are the, the traditions, you know, that, that have been in place for a long time. You know, when they, they started this school, I'm sure that we had some things that came over from Ashley and from Holbrook where we, you know, merged two schools. Um, but, you know, if, if you were to be asked that question, what makes uh, being a Green Wave special in terms of traditions and things? You know, what, what do you think? I, I'll say it goes back to the original staff. Um when I came on board here, I was welcomed with open arms and, you know, they, they were a family. And I think that's what still makes Ashbrook a family. It's that atmosphere. And they were some of the most passionate people. Um, they could passionately disagree with you or you could disagree with them. And to the point of almost just not getting along, but, then the first person who needed something, they would be the first person there on your doorstep with a, a casserole or with something. If you had illness or something, they were there supporting you. And I think that was, I've, I've always, I've told the students before I left in 2018 and that the ba the reason they have what they have is because of those staff members were so passionate to begin with. And if they, they believed in something and they started lots, lots of the traditions and then those of us along the way were part of starting other traditions that continue on today. Yeah, I think the I, I think Tripp's right about the staff because what what that did, if you were a new person and you came in on this staff, they really worked hard to make sure that you fit in and that you had what you needed. Most of the time, or I know in my case, I traveled every period. I had a little cart and yep. I pushed it down the hall. And I traveled every period, and I'm changing in the halls with 1,985 students. That's how many students were here the first year I got here. Wow. Now that that's coming from a from a school that was in a town that had 1,700 people. <laughs> so the high school so is bigger. Now I got 1,985 <laughs> students changing in the halls, but they took care of me and made sure that I had the things that I needed, and so all of that pushed this school into a level of excellence that then just permeated out to athletics, to community action, to whatever it was that, that we were involved with. 
Well, within the school itself, what are some of the traditions, uh, Ashbrook traditions that, that stand out to you guys that were maybe your favorites? Uh, I obviously, um, senior class, um, having been the senior um, class advisor for 21 years from 1998 until uh, I left in 2018. And then Jeff picked up right where I left off Mr. Kazaskas. He was a student. Um, he was a senior um, in the class of 1998, the year that I was the fir- my first year as an advisor. Um, the barbecue, uh, having watched those original staff members. Um, I even worked the Ashbrook barbecue when I worked at Holbrook. And I would work the Holbrook barbecue, and each school would pay my sub at the other place so I could be there. And uh, working with Ellen Griffin to begin with, um, but Linda Sell and many of those, um, um, Martha Connor, um, and all of those that were so heavily involved with senior class, you know, I just I learned, and, and not much has changed in the organization of the activities. Um, senior superlatives were done done a certain way. Um, that barbecue was set up a certain way with turn-in days, and the prizes were awarded in a certain way. And you know, I I never changed any of that because I, I went by whatever Linda Sell had written in her filing cabinet down there, the senior filing cabinet. So I'd say senior class is probably one of my, one of my favorite things. Uh, there are actually two, one of them we don't do anymore. And, and I, I'm, Mr. Griffin may remember it. We used to do cans for kids. Yep. When I, I first got days. here, we, did, we were doing cans for kids yep. and each grade level would bring canned goods in. And, yep. and, and at the time you'd have kids that would, in, in the junior class, maybe, or whatever class it was, they'd find two or three pickup trucks and they would go through the neighborhoods and go to every door and ask for these canned goods for these can for kid drive. I think it was through the Salvation Army. That makes sense. I, I remember we used to do skits. Um, every class, class did a, did a skit. skit. Uh, you get the student body down there to see them. Yep. And we had a Christmas assembly, and mm-hmm. the chorus and the band all took part in. Yeah, and you had cans stacked up out the, I mean, all over the state. Thousands and thousands. So this was a holiday thing they yeah. did. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Cool. and then gradually, I think what happened is, is churches started fun, you know, taking care of the food closets for Salvation Army and these other mm-hmm. things. And so gradually, they just didn't, we just didn't push that anymore. But the, the so that was one of them. We don't do it anymore. But one of them is, is my other one is the one that kind of holds fast. Uh, when I took the athletic director's job, in 1998, um, I was told one thing. Do not ever change the name of the stadium. It is Ashbrook Stadium and will always be Ashbrook Stadium because it was built by the people for Ashbrook. And so it was never supposed to have anybody's name on it, which kind of got a little tricky, so I put Bill Eccles' name on the field. Yes. Uh, so <laughs> it's the William N. Eccles Field, but it's still Ashbrook Stadium. And that's supposedly supposed to never change. And I've told Jake that too. He knows he's not supposed to change it. That's some <laughs> secret knowledge passed right. down <laughs> over the ages. <laughs> Only the ADs knew until now. And now well, we all know. We'll put that piece behind our paywall on Patreon for this. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I did. I, this is a true story. I turned down a quarter of a million dollars to put somebody's name on it. Whoa. Wow. Whoa. In uh, 2013, 
I think it's 2013, a person in the community offered a support of a million dollars to put somebody's name on it. Wow. And I told him, no, thank you. Were you held true to what was told well, to I you? I was told I couldn't change yes, it. Right. <laughs> I'll tell you, for $250,000, I had to have been an awful big person to tell me I can't. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you're a man of your word. And that's that's important. What, so the stadium and the can for kids. Now, Which you're a student here. ROTC, I think, now does um, collect cans, but it's nothing like what, what we had. I, again, I know what you're talking about there, for sure. Now, what about, would you guys consider the AP Projects a... Originally in Ashbrook. Now, am I oh, right in that, oh, yeah. that we were the first school to? Oh yeah, Bob Wilson did that. Right. Yeah, it was Bob that said, we, "You got to, you got to take all these kids that are doing these multiple classes. Yeah. We got to tie them together. We got to push them to something higher than just AP." Well, right. I remember um, my first year teaching here when they were they were doing those. Uh, they may have been when they started. What year was that? Was that two thousand? Uh, don't ask me dates. I don't. I don't even know what it the was, date is. Um, it was two, he, he it was, was here 2000, 2000, 2001. Yeah, 2000, 2001, because that was Tyler's. That was Tyler's senior year. Okay. So when he was here, he brought up, saw the need for having something like an AP project with these students who are taking the high level courses, combine it where they can do like multidisciplinary reports tying two areas, at least two areas together. I remember the first year I was here, I thought it was really cool how they sent out the invitations and it was like, uh, invitation to Hogwarts, you know, yep. I remember it was, that like, was intentional, almost like a Harry Potter type thing. But I also remember that was the year that the first Harry Potter movie came out. And uh, when that movie showed, you know, midnight at 12, you know, there were a lot of tired kids in here. Could have had a class Friday. meeting up there for sure. Yeah. So um, I thought it was cool how that, that was kind of tied into that, that, that group that was doing the, the projects that year. But the, I mean, those were interesting to see. I, some schools still do those, right? Yeah, there's. I think there's um, there's one in the county that does it, but um, they got other stuff from us. Um, and Bob took us the AP teachers the first year that we did it. Remember, we went to the the city club because the city club was in operation then. Yeah. And we had a day over there just to kind of get together and work through stuff. And we had a a parents board that um, helped with stuff because the first year we were looking for any yeah. kind of input. Yeah, we've, we want to make this we better. We were setting up that criteria to yeah. grade it and what, what was part of the grade and what was not part of the grade. And yeah. It was, it, Bob didn't just haphazardly throw no. that on us. I mean, he, he really had a, he really, I think, had a very strong and, and willful idea that this is what he wanted to see happen. Yeah. And I know both my children uh, were glad that they did it because both of them said that the stuff they had to do in college was a piece of cake compared to their AP project. Oh, yeah, yeah. We had overhead projectors and VCRs. And then we get into power. Well, if you want to do PowerPoint, that's great. That'll be a great bell or whistle, but that's a new thing. We don't do that. And then now, it, or when we last did them, that was the expected. It's got to be in PowerPoint. We're not going to look at it. No time for anything else. Um, but I I learned a whole bunch from some of the projects. Oh, I mean, me some of the stuff the kids brought in, it's amazing that they had yeah. gone and found out all this stuff. So... I miss them, but yeah, I kind of miss them too. I love the one that was uh, that was was chocolate. Was, uh, it was a chemistry of love, and and was it based on what you're reading or what you're eating? You know, and that some yeah. of the things that you eat cause you to feel this. So if you're eating this while you're reading this, 
then you get this magnitude. I thought, oh, that's really cool. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> like that. Kid probably went off and started a, I'm making so, a lot of money. Not all of the traditions have, you know, stood the test of time. You know, we have lost sure. some. Um, a couple that I had written down here that I wanted to, to see what you guys remember about maybe the origins. Um, one is the zoo crew. I know we've always had a pretty rabid student fan base, but I'm pretty sure the zoo crew started um, with. I, I think the actual name zoo crew may have started with uh, Ben Kashev, um, and he's the one that also started. Who's your daddy? Uh, <laughs> and who is this? Ben Kashev was a student here. He was uh, he was either a class of '99. So he was a student body vice president, I believe. And and that was the first year that Forestry had opened. Oh, yeah. And, boy, I mean, it was, you know, Gary Short was the principal, and Gary had gotten us these, our, our staff shirts had not the newest but the best. And, <laughs> uh, and Which then, I actually wore over to their open house opening night. <laughs> That Gary, I was Gary's favorite for a long time because of that. <laughs> but Ben came up with "Who's Your Daddy," and I don't remember where he got it off of. But to this day, oh yeah, you, when when Ashbrook scores, you're going, you're hearing those kids yeah. go, "Who's your daddy?" Yeah, and and that was not that started in 1999, and it, I think it was right in there where the Zoo Crew started. Sorry, we cut that off right in the middle of a comment. As you could imagine, that Zoo Crew story is going to continue. Uh, but these two gentlemen had a whole lot to say, and we couldn't make it fit comfortably in one episode. So what we're going to do instead is we are going to uh, divide this into two episodes. We're going to pick up uh, on the next episode with the Zoo Crew and uh, hear a few more stories about them. And then we're going to be discussing some other topics, some other Ashbrook uh, traditions. So we do appreciate Lloyd uh, White and Trip McGill being in here with us today and uh Trust me, it's been a pleasure, and we hope you guys enjoyed listening to them, and we will uh, be dropping another episode in a couple of weeks. Hope you tune in. And we will definitely have them back, and we'll have some of your other favorites. Just let us know who you want to have come in, because as it turns out, we have a couple of connections. So we look forward to letting you hear what we have to say and hear what you have to say. Thank you. All the music you hear on this podcast is provided by Ashbrook alum Caleb Davis, and it is used with his permission.